Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome in to the Triple Option. I'm Paul Catalina alongside Pierre Newsham, Fox 9 Minneapolis, uh, here on the show today. And Pierre, one day you and I will both be in professional positions where we can tell all of our stories where yes. it won't matter. And I really do, I really do hope that we get to. Um, I, I look forward to that day indeed, buddy. I really do. Right, right now we can't. No. No. Though it would do way more harm than good. Way more, way more. And it would just draw the type of attention that I'm not even trying to seek out. It's no. Like, and people would not really probably fully believe these stories, but these stories have actually happened. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not looking for attention. This, this is just the unfortunate reality of yeah. my life. Yeah. So, yes. Let me preface this by saying, Pierre, I have not seen The Amazing Race yet. I have no okay. idea what happened. The World okay. Series is on last night. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I I do need your counsel on this and what the approval is. I think I've gotten mostly approval. I'm not a person who has two teams in, in a lot of regard. But you do no, have, no. like, your team and then, like, your dad's team. And, I, you know, right. so okay. – uh, my baseball team is the Red Sox and it's my dad's fault. He bought us season tickets in spring training when we were living in Fort Myers growing up. So I got kind of obsessed with them uh, because that's what happens when you go to like 11,000 Red Sox games. Like you, you, you know, there's a whole friggin' movie about it with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Like, you know, it just yes. happens. <laughs> it just happens. Um, and uh, so I'm a Red Sox fan, but he was a Rangers fan. And so last night, like, and I'm surrounded by Rangers fans here. Uh, he was a huge Rangers fan. We went to a ton of Ranger games together. I've been to probably 300 Ranger games in my life, and I'm not even kidding. Uh, I've, I've always enjoyed them. Um, I've, some of my favorite players have all played for them. My dad is a Rangers fan. We had a blast together. We were, I took him to World Series Game 5 in 2011, which they won. And then the saddest moment, maybe of my life, was having to look across cross at him in game six watching on TV as they lost and counsel him like he was like we had this role reversal like I felt mm -hmm. like I was nine years old watching the Cowboys lose again he's like it's okay bud there's another game there's another season and then you know trying to tell what at the time would have been a let's see a 70 year old man or you know like hey buddy it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Like you're, you know, there's coming back around and then him to, to look at you and go, is it, is it yeah. coming back around? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you never know when those opportunities are going to be. And that's a, a friend of mine is a diamondbacks fan. And said, yeah, I, I have two of them that were, that were saying like, Oh yeah, it was a great season. And like, yeah, it was a great season, but you never know when you're going to get this chance again. Yeah. You, you really don't. Yeah, so you don't know, and you know he passed away in 2015, uh, and the Rangers since in that time since he's been gone have not been good at all, like at all. And so um, I was very emotionally watching um, with my in-laws were in town uh, with my wife watching the World Series last night, just hanging on every pitch, overjoyed, you know, just feeling you know those moments with my dad again. So I, you know, I know this is not a baseball podcast in any way, shape, or form, but. I could not be more happy that the that the Rangers are World Series champions, and it is just the culmination of so much time in my life spent watching the Rangers, or like just getting a phone call uh, at eleven o'clock at night because my dad stayed up to watch an exciting game, and that started out with, "Did you watch those Dad Gum Rangers?" <laughs> just mad, <laughs> they're killing me. They're killing I, me. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I was I was I was happy for him as well. He yeah, has an Oakland A's fan. 
you know, I probably shouldn't be happy, but you know, I, Marcus Simeon is just such a great baseball player yeah. and I, I was just really happy for him and the opportunity that he's gotten to answer your original point. Yeah. Um, it, it, do you own, let me ask you this. Do you own any Rangers paraphernalia? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, you do. Yeah, Smokey, you do. Smokey okay. just bought me a, bought us all Rangers world series hats. Yeah. I'm okay. I'll, I'll rock it. Like I'll rock it sometimes. Like if it, like if it's the regular season, I'm rocking Red Sox gear all the time, right. you know, okay. but you know, like and I'll, I'll wear Rangers like and the Rangers. Here's the deal. Since they've like brought back some of the, the, like the throwbacks or like those powder, like they've got some pretty slick unis and like mm-hmm. throwbacks. So like sometimes I'll throw, you know, if I have one of those, I'll throw, throw that on. Plus working for a radio station that was an affiliate for so long. I have a lot of Rangers sure. crap in my house. I just do. Sure. Um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I have Juan Gonzalez and Adrian Beltre bobbleheads, um, you know, up in my, up in my office. So it's not, it's not unusual to see me like with Rangers paraphernalia, but but it's not like, like on Monday I'm wearing Ranger stuff. On Tuesday I'm wearing Red Sox stuff. It's it's like ninety ten. Okay. Red Sox. Okay. I me personally, I I would not I I would not be caught dead in another team's gear in terms of you know it, it doesn't matter whether it's a rival or it's another team. You know, growing up in Northern California, as you know, I'm a diehard Miami Dolphins fan, so that makes a ton of sense. But all my friends are 49ers fans, so yeah. I guess I have a little bit of a soft spot. For the Niners, but if the if the Dolphins and the Niners ever met in the Super Bowl, who knows? Maybe it could even happen this year. I hope the Dolphins throttle them by thirty, and I hope that all of my friends cry like little babies if that ever happens. Because no, I would I, I wouldn't feel bad. I don't have this. No, there's a, no no two teams. No, okay. you get one team, I, and that's it. Now look, I just and part of it was and look now that they've won the World Series, I can kind of like maybe let some of it go. Sure. Right. You know, he also was at he was a class of 1965 at Texas A&M. I carry a bit of a torch for Texas A&M in that I grew up rooting for them, but I went to FSU. And so the way I'll describe it is they're like my childhood sweetheart, but FSU is my wife. Like the college, the college thing, I think I can be a little more lenient on, too, because if you grow up going some like rooting for the local, you know, D1, I can understand. But you end up going to another university. I I'm, I'm more lenient there. I'm, I'm more, I can yeah. understand that, but with, you know, this is this whole thing. This is, you know, this is a nostalgia thing. This is with your dad. It's important. I'm fully on board with it. I just don't want to see you in a Rangers hat. That's all. No, you might occasionally like, you know, okay. again, but I would never do it to, to fit in or anything. Or if I go to a Rangers game, I'll, I'll wear one. I cannot, okay. if yeah. unless they're playing the Red Sox, then I'm like, you know what? Right. Um, it was funny. Uh, Fox sports Southwest one time because we were an affiliate and we'd done these bus trips and I had set them up with a couple of different local charities here uh, that they could do. Cause they were like, Hey, we've got like eight trips available and like everybody's kind of booked out. Let's later in the, you know, the season. So all these people have football, like they can't really, you know, rally the troops together. And I said, well, Hey, we've got some charities here in central Texas, big brothers, big sisters and friends for life. And I said, if I set you up with those people, do you think they like that would work? And they're like, Oh, we love it. Cause we've got a, the point of the bus is like, you have to bring people from another city to the Rangers game. So they can't right. just, you know, they're in Dallas, Fort Worth. There's plenty of charities there, but the point of them having this bus is to pick people up who can't just go across town and do it so um the next year the red sox were in town and the lady said look i've 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 been told that you are a bit of a red sox fan i said yes um that's like saying you know um uh, Aaron Sorkin was a bit into cocaine, uh, <laughs> you know. Yes, <laughs> like yeah, I, I, right. I'm, 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 I'm. A, yes, I'm a bit of a Red Sox fan. She goes, well, we've got these excellent seats um, that are behind home plate. If you want, we'll give them to you for that bus trip. If you want to come up, you and and your dad or whoever you want can come sit in those seats. And so my dad and I in a Red Sox Rangers game in Fox Sports Southwest's the Rangers affiliate seats. I'm sitting there yeah. just decked out, <laughs> just head to toe, head to toe Red Sox. He is decked out Rangers. And my mom called and goes, "I see you guys, and you look like you're not friends. <laughs> like you look, like you're not buddies." I said, "Well, we're kind of not right now." <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. All the viewers now know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they were we were right right there. They're fantastic. And they're the seats also. I'll never get these again as long as I live. Um, but they're the seats that you don't have to ever leave if you don't want to. Like, yeah. 
Like, yes. Honestly, I think that they, if they could figure out a way to go to the bathroom for you, they would. Uh, the, the whole George Costanza <laughs> rocking chair. Yeah. You had the fridge. You know, yeah. that was the only thing he was missing. Yeah. yeah. You just like um, you just turn. And you're like, oh, um, Gregory. Uh, yes. Uh, two hot dogs for my father and I, please. And, uh, and a couple of Bud Lights. Thank you. Bring them on down. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, I, right, right away, sir. <laughs> I, I have actually have a quick, uh, like the one, the one story I have from the ballpark in Arlington, I went to one game there uh, when the A's were in town mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was. And I'm not even that big of a fan of Bud Light. I've never really enjoyed the beer all that much, no me but either. it had the coldest, crispest Bud Light I had ever tasted in my entire life at the ballpark in Arlington. What on a hot July? It was July. Oh, yeah. It was a hot weekend. Yeah. It was the, terrific. I bet you got it from the one. There's one that's always showing the temperature. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know. I can't fully recall, but yeah. but yeah, maybe yeah. It was I always did. like you there. It's like oh, it's thirty three degrees. That's just above right. freezing. Oh man, yeah, oh, perfect. No, I know, I know what you're. Now I have not been. I've actually because it opened during COVID. I've not been right. during the, to Globe Life yet, uh, okay. and just haven't had occasion to get up there. But uh, and now it's going to be even harder to get tickets for God's sake. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah it is, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's get to the college football news of the day, Pierre. Um, according to Pete Thamel from ESPN, uh, who is the the kind of main newsbreaker now in, in, in college football, um, several, most of the Big Ten coaches on their weekly call last week expressed extreme displeasure with what's going on at Michigan with the sign-stealing situation. I, 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 I'm yet to call it a scandal because we haven't had Michigan's full response yet. But um, the, the situation near scandal, uh, maybe pre-scandal times that we're in right now uh, on this, and they want Tony Petiti, the new, the new conference commissioner, to act. And basically they're saying, look, look, we all know what they did. We all know what's going on. We have all this evidence. We've given you all this evidence from our own stadiums. What are you going to do about it? And spend some time explaining why it is a big deal, the fact that there is. But, Pierre, I don't know what they can do. Like, what are they going to do? Like, if – and the thing is, we all know that they did it, but you also kind of have to prove that this was exactly what he was doing. This specific thing was exactly what he was doing there. And while we all know it – you know, it kind of goes back to, yeah, we all know OJ did it, but the lawyers didn't really, like, they kept slipping up and proving that he did, you know? So, yeah. while I fully think that Michigan should receive some sort of swift punishment and that the Big Ten is fully within its sportsmanship rights to act based on the rules, I just don't know if they're ready to because they have to figure out what the punishment for such a thing would be and respond against what Michigan is not just going to take it. That's the other thing that like if Michigan maybe just decided to take it so they could tell the NCAA to back off, like that's their best hope, but there's no way that a team that could probably is probably going to in my opinion win the national championship is going to just go, "No, we'll just we're 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 going to take we're we're going to take this and roll over." They're not going to do that. Yeah, I can't imagine that they would. And uh, I'm glad you kind of phrased it the way that you did earlier, because uh, the writing appears to be on the wall for Michigan. All the evidence appears to be there from the reports that we have read. And we talked about it on this show last week. I said, whatever punishment that is coming to to Michigan, I don't think is going to come in 2023. I think that's going to be a next year thing, because whether the evidence appears to be there or not, the NCAA and the Big Ten both have a need to take a due diligent process of investigating and do a full investigation. And there is a due process here that has to take place. Just because Pete Thamel reports what he reports on ESPN.com doesn't mean that the Big Ten and the, and the NCAA takes that, you know, for what it's worth and just say, oh, OK, well, it's been reported in the media that's we're going to reach a conclusion based on that. There has to be a thorough internal investigation. I don't know how long that's going to take, but what I would want to see is a complete thorough investigation. And at the end of the investigation, whatever they decide is the appropriate punishment, then I will accept whatever punishment they are willing to deal out. Michigan's probably not going to like it. The fans aren't going to like it. And at the same time too, 
the conference call that happened with the Big Ten coaches that is in the report, of course all the coaches want to see something done because if you have an opportunity to slay the almighty Michigan at one point, of course you would want to skewer them if you have an opportunity to because they've ruled the roost for so long. So um, I, I understand why the coaches feel the way that they do, but there there is a due process here. And as an American citizen, Paul, and a proud one, uh, I have a lot of respect for the legal system, and I have to accept the fact that things take a while and you have to let them play out. Yeah, it is. It. Um, I think the biggest problem we all have with the NCAA and that it's going to take a longer while than it should. Like, you know, you. I know you have to prove this is what happened, but they – they don't. They don't need to spend three years on this. Like, no, you no. have a picture of Connor Stallions on the Central Michigan sideline. You have a picture of him on the sideline with glasses that have a camera in them. You have Central Michigan admitting that he was there, although right now they're saying they they don't know how he got there. Um, right, sure, because they they don't admit that like. Yeah, some of our guys that knew him from Michigan, we we threw him a pass. You know, like it uh, because throwing people a sideline pass happens all the time. I don't think anybody's ever thought like, "Hey, I wonder if this guy's going to steal the signals of the opposing team." You know, yeah. and so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that while Central Michigan clearly made a stupid decision here, like I don't think that they like. I don't begrudge them for making it because it's such a commonplace practice that if you're in those, if you're in the inner circle, look, Pierre, you could come back here right now, call up and say like, Hey, can I get a pass? And because you have friends still here, they'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Come on. They know you, they know that you're not going to like go in the locker room and like take pictures and things like that. Like you're just in town. You'd like to go to the game. It's, it's quite, it's just, it's just a courtesy. It's a, it's a, you know, um, people call, Call us all the time and say, "Hey, can you put us? Can you put me on your pass list?" I said, "Yeah, let me ask about it." And most of the time, they're like, "Yeah, sure. Come on, yeah. if we got one, let's let's do it." Then nobody's nobody's mad about it because you've built these trusts. But um, you know, he was there. You know, he was at Ohio State a year ago. You know, he's been at some of these other places. My thing would be if if you know he's done it, and that's an especially if he's done it for an opponent they've played this year which they have played Michigan State, mm-hmm. right? So for Michigan State, you know he's been at least one game, I think maybe more, but he's been, he has been there and he has collected data at that place. Right. To me, I think if you want to fast track it, that might be the way you describe it of like, look, we know you did it this year. We know you did it in a game that's been played this year. So we have to deal with it right now. Like, like the only way it would be I think we talked about this before if they had played with an ineligible player, you know? And so that's where it would have to be. The problem is, is that you can't just make up this rule either. Whatever the punishment is for this is already written into the rules. So they now have to find out how severe it is and how they can punish them. And they've got a month to do it. Like that's the thing. They've got a month. And yeah, you know, if this, if we were talking about, we found this out at the end of last year and like, like now they're kind of coming to the culmination of it and the punishment's going to be, well, since we didn't get you last year, we're going to get you this year. I would understand that. But the fact is that, that right now they're still in the early stages of figuring out what Connor stallions did. Yeah, they are. And earlier this week, we got our first look into the college football playoff standings and Michigan is right there at three. And I know there are some people questioning like, well, wait, I mean, we, we still don't know what's going on in Michigan. How can you put them at three? And I, and I don't begrudge the committee. The committee came out and they said, listen, we can only go off of what we see on the field and the results of the game. So I, I don't I don't think anything can be done in terms of the college football playoff committee. They don't have any kind of authority in terms of like, well, we're, we're going to preemptively punish Michigan for what might happen later and what probably will happen later. But they can't do that just yet. And I, I think you make a good point. Yeah, there's there's a month to do it. You got to figure out what's coming up around that because, you know, December is only a month away and, you know, the, these games are going to matter more and more and more. We're going to get our, our first or not our first look. We're going to, you know, figure out by next month, who's going to be in the final four. Michigan could very well be in there with or without a loss to Ohio state. So um, I, I feel I, I still maintain the stance of I don't think we're going to get the answer we're looking for by the end of this college football season. I think it is going to come next year. 
And unfortunately for the players that will still be at Michigan or thinking about going to Michigan, I think it will come down hard. And the people who it should come down hard on cough, cough, Jim Harbaugh will very likely not be there anymore at the beginning of next year. uh, And I do like, I wonder, you know, Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport on NFL network reported that the NFL may make him serve some sort of suspension. If he came in, like, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think that would happen at all. I don't think that, I don't would, think happen. that would happen. No. One doesn't have anything to do with the other. In, in all honesty, you may, you just have to ask yourself the question of, do we want to be in business with Jim Harbaugh? That's right. Whatever kind of moral or, or whatever stance you want to take with it is up to you. But you know, whatever happened in college football, there's no bearing on exactly a type of punishment in the NFL. Yeah. And if the NFL wanted to do that for window dressing and suspend him for the first game, like, I think that's what it would be. You know, yeah. like, all right, the, the Raiders it, hired Jim Harbaugh. He's not going to coach the first game. Right. All right. And it's not, and, it, and it's not as of right now, anyway, it, it's not a, any type of criminal activity that you are subjected to under the NFL's personal conduct policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's like, what exactly do you expect the NFL to do here? If they decided yeah. to hire him to say he got hired in Chicago yeah. or, or wherever else next year, what do you expect him to do? Yeah. No, I like, I expect him to do nothing. I think sometimes you've, I think sometimes the NFL floats things out so that the fans don't get up in a, an uproar and then maybe forget it. Like they'll be like, yeah, well he was cheating at Michigan. They're like, well, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, well, you know, (laughs) Roger, Roger Goodell will come out and say like, you know, a lot of word salad and then, that's the thing about the NFL and they're finding this out. And I'm glad they are. Uh, I'm very, I'm very curious to see what happens with Jim Trotter's lawsuit uh, against mm-hmm. the NFL. Like yeah. sometimes they say things and they just expect because it's 30 billionaires that like they'll, they'll be able to like, all right, well we said this it's done. And then yeah. there are people like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it is. And yeah. so I, but I think with this one, like it, it'll come and go. Belichick is still coaching. Nothing Correct. happened to him. Yes. Nothing I, happened I, to him. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I mean, after reading the story, that was the first thing that came into my mind, Paul, seriously. I remember, I think it was in 2007, I think it was Spygate, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. somewhere around that time. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there's been the spy punch- bait, spy gate, deflate gate, and then like, another spy gate. Yeah. I, I, in the original spy gate, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the punishment was a forfeiture of a first round draft pick and a $500,000 fine. Yeah. I, if there might have been more. I don't remember if there was more, but those were the two things. And I thought to myself, that, that, feel, that feels like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. I know, I know losing a first round pick is, no, is you know, nothing to sneeze at, but. At the same time, too, Robert Kraft in 2007 losing $500,000. He made that up in the next week. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so. Oh, Robert Kraft spent that on massages. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, and then that's the thing. That's the thing for me, too. It's like, again, how many times have you heard me say it already? If, if that is the, the, the cost of the crime in terms of the integrity of the game, then that to me indicates to me that you don't really care about the integrity of the game that much. Yeah. Look, the, yeah, not to me. Yeah. The, the NFL, you know, and look, I, um, the, the thing is Spygate to me was a much, much bigger deal than deflate gate. Much, much bigger Agreed. deal. Agreed. hundred percent. And, and deflate gate got blown out of proportion because it happened during a playoff game. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, have, I have a friend named Mike and, and Mike, thinks Tom Brady sucks because of deflate gate. And I went, I went, look, I look, he's on the outside of the, of the football world. He's a fan. Like, so yeah. I was like, I said, Mike, you have no idea the kind of things that go on. I said, so if I told you, he's a huge Cowboys fan. I said, so if I told you that drew Pearson used stick him, is he now no longer a hall of fame wide receiver? And he said, well, no, I said, okay, like this is a very, very minor thing that they're doing. And literally 75% of quarterbacks have done it. Yeah. Like, and because like, if you, if you watched when they asked like Troy Aikman or 
um, or Peyton Manning or whoever about it, they'd be like, well, you know, you do gain an advantage. And they're like, well, did you do it? And they're like, well, let's not get into that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is not about me. Well, it's not. This is yeah. not about me. This is about <laughs> this is about just the whole idea of right. deflating footballs. Yeah. So yeah, that that's how that's how that went. So yeah, I think, and I do think that also for because there's a lot of outrage for the Big Ten coaches right now, obviously, and they know better than we do, like how much of an advantage this is. But I do think that for the NCAA and for the Big Ten, they do need to also take proper time to make sure that they're not overreacting to to this. Yeah, you know that they don't that they don't they don't make it into Flategate, which was like, all right, look, let's find Tom Brady fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, and you know, dock the Patriots like a third round pick, yeah. and, and and move on, like yeah, as opposed yeah. to like doing this whole dog and pony show, which it turned well, out to be. So, but I think you know, I think the pun whatever the punishment that is coming Michigan's way, I, I absolutely can see whatever you know whatever wins vacated. Maybe the whole season is vacated. Yeah. Uh, what, which season is that going to be? I don't know because if this has been going on for a few years, I don't know what they're going to decide. But I, uh, I could see wins being vacated, scholarships being revoked uh, or stripped, I should say. You know, future scholarships. It, it's going to be something like that. Bowl. You know, they're not going to be able to play in whatever bowl game. <laughs> so that is. I, I, I shouldn't say for certain, but I feel like that is coming. Yeah. That is going to come. It might when, be in 2025, though. Like, that's Maybe. just it. Because that, of how these and, things and That move. would be too much. That yeah. would, 2025 would be ridiculous. And yeah, I, I, and like I said, I'm willing to give the NCAA and the Big Ten some grace in terms of how they want to conduct the investigation. And however long that takes, I, I will accept that. But yeah, it, you said it. I mean, they've got a month, you know, before the whole, you know, the final four is, is unveiled. And... In 2020, 2025 would just be ridiculous. Now, come on. There's like plenty of there. There's, there's no reason why I don't think there should be a concluded investigation by the early turn of the calendar. Yeah, I would like I would if I were the Big Ten of the NCAA start negotiating with Michigan right now. If you yes. really want to punish yes. them, I would start I would start saying like, look, we would like you to be ineligible for the Big Ten championship this year. And, you know, um, and a bowl like in a bowl ban and then. And then we're going to move on from this. And that's all that we'll do. Uh, If you agree to that, then that's fine. You know, like start plea bargaining here. Uh, I I would agree. Yeah. And, and then, and then move on. And then like, and then you can deal with Harbaugh and the other stuff later on. And the thing that really is stinks too for Michigan and that this hovers over the fact they got how many guys they have are going to get drafted. Like oh. 10, 15 guys. I mean, they've got they've got a bunch of guys that were NFL caliber players on the team. So that let I mean, we keep forgetting that. I mean, this is a squad. Yeah. Like they've got guys. The fir- the the quarterback, both running backs, a wide receiver at least, uh, probably yeah. the tight end, all five offensive linemen, um, three linebackers, three DBs, like, yeah, I mean, you know, two or three defensive linemen picks. like yeah they've got 15 16 17 guys who are going to get drafted yeah it's not so, like yeah it's not fair to guys like jj mccarthy right yeah it's uh, like it sucks for him like the coaches are telling him like hey they're going to do this or and it, it you know they're going to do that okay great that's what the coaches are supposed to do he's just reacting to what they're telling him but he's going to mm-hmm. have that following him around all the time you know, yeah. just like Tom Brady in Deflategate, yeah. <laughs> you know, has it following him around and has no bearing on how good he really was. And but, that's unfair. That's unfair to these student athletes because they so for better or worse, they are still student athletes and they were, you know, they're being misled by the adults in the room who are supposed to be the adults in the room. Yeah. And that kind of blame and, and punishment should not fall on them. Yeah. It shouldn't. And and I would buy it like if if you know, you asked Blake Corum, like, did you know that this guy is going to other games and getting the signals? He'd be like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> he might not even know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I like, see him there all the time. We never talk like, you know, he's daffed me up a few times, but yeah. that's it. There's a whole bunch of people yeah. in this program. So anyway, when we come back, Texas and Oklahoma, everybody thought that they were going to rematch in Arlington. But what happens if they both lose this weekend? This is the triple option. 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. 
But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Pierre Newsham and Pierre Pickham is next. Uh, you had a, the first bad week. First one of the season. First one of the season. Um, Jack went 5-0. and and Wow. We uh, uh, we have a bit of a stomach bug that's running around Central Texas right now. And I okay. think Levi got it. He's not here today, which postponed what was going to be a very large punishment thing. So yes. I think I'm starting to think that we might need to do these like punishments in mass. Yeah. Like just one huge embarrassing punishment day. Okay, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for that. Well, you and I mm -hmm. have been dealt the hand. I gave Jack the uh, option okay. to say like what he wanted to do, and so the the punishment was a whole show in face paint. Okay. Okay. We're right. you and I are going to have to do a whole show in face paint. Okay, Paul, you um, got to do Florida Gator colors. Oh wow! Wow! Is that is that the, is that the price? Is that the price to pay? Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm, throwing it out there. I'm I think the it's only right. Here's the deal: I'm the captain of this ship. You should never ask the people on the crew to do something you're not willing to do yourself. That is, I, I made agree. Garrett stand here, dressed head to toe. Yes, he had to wear a. Gosh darn scarf for crying out loud. crap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of mm -hmm. Alabama stuff. Mm-hmm. Could like could one half of my face be blue and orange and the other be orange and I green? I mean, you gotta get the UF, like, you gotta get a gator, you gotta I mean oh, something, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'll do it. Wow. Listen, I will do it. I okay. will do it. For the love of the game, I will do it. But I am not happy about it. But I gave Jack the option. He said, Look, you two haven't had to really do anything. So yeah, he's right. He's right. I yes. mean, this is, I, I can't believe it's taken this long for me to finish last uh, in a week of pick'em. So I, I kind of just wear that as a badge of honor at this point. Yeah, you've, you've, you've done very well. You've done very well. Well, uh, some of the games we're going to pick, look, we've got three Big 12 games and two SEC games because that's the conferences that have the great games this week. And the Big yeah. 12 has three really, really good games. Two of them involve Oklahoma and Texas. The last, I'm going to call it the last bedlam. I know it may not technically be that somewhere out in the future we could have a bedlam again, but let's yep. call it the last bedlam. Right. Bedlam the last ride. The la the la the final bedlam. Yeah. Final one. Uh, that one and then Texas and Kansas State. Uh, Texas at home. They'll be playing with a backup quarterback who did very well last week uh, against BYU. Uh, but Kansas State is really good. Uh, Oklahoma State is playing really well. Let's just presuppose for this argument that Texas and Oklahoma both lose. Is it early enough to say that if they both lose and Garrett get in on this, okay, <clears throat> that they'll both be out of the Big 12 championship? I think so. I, th I think if they lose, then that's going to clear a path because if you look at Oklahoma State's schedule down the stretch, it's, I mean, a cakewalk. They have three of the incoming new schools, right? Yeah. So you beat Be you win in Bedlam, you cruise the rest of the way, then nobody's in your way going to Arlington. And K-State beats Texas, I think they meet for the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a good possibility, Pierre. I would tend to agree. I think, I think if they both lose, whether it's this weekend or later – 
Uh, two losses for a Big 12 team, I think, makes it really tough for you to find yourself in the Final Four. Yeah, I just – and I, I do – this is – this weekend, though, is Brett Yormark, I can tell you, is rooting so hard for K-State and Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. He does not want to have to sit in Dallas – and hand that last Big 12 trophy they can win to one of those two teams. He does yeah. not want to do it. It's not that big of a deal, but it is one of those things where you're like, I really did not want to have to do this. Like, you, there could have been so many other ways. 12 other ways this could have gone, and it went one of the two ways that I didn't want it to go, and I have to... I have to congratulations. <laughs> have you have you ever heard have you ever heard Jim Carrey tell the story about working with Tommy Lee Jones on Batman Forever and yes. how he like met him in a restaurant mm-hmm. and Tommy and he's like, oh hey Tommy, great to say and Tommy, hey, this is according to Jim Carrey, Tommy J- Tommy Lee Jones comes up to him and he shakes and he's like, I really don't like you. Right. <laughs> and so that's that's exactly the situation that, that would be in the Big 12 championship if yeah. it was Texas or Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is. I like, just, you know. I do like I do respect Tommy Lee Jones for getting it out of the way early. Like, yeah, your style and my style are not the same. Yep. And we've both agreed to do this movie. It's a job. Let's do our best and move on. But let's yes. not pretend like this is something that we both really want to do. Yes, correct. Yeah, that is like. I respect that. It's not the best way to start off a professional relationship. No. But no. it's better than Jim Carrey like walking around and they go, I think Timely Jones hates me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and now he and he's told the story. And actually, you know, kudos to both of them because they both played really good characters in that movie. So I mean kudos to their professionalism, I guess. You 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 say that. Yeah. I I I will as a Batman fanatic. Tell yes. you that it could have been done way better. It could have, but at the same time, like I don't mind it. It's not like it was, you know, what was the what was the next one with Clooney? That oh yeah, was terrible. Yeah, Batman around. We don't speak of that one. No, bad. Now, um, there's a gigantic. We'll have to talk about this. There's a gigantic gaping plot hole in that movie that even bothered me. It came out when I was 15. It even yeah. bothered me when I was 15. Like yeah. I'm yeah. enjoying the movie. I'm 15. I'm not like in my, you know, film snob phase of like, you know, yeah, right. like I'm yes. not there yet. But even then I was like, that like, it's the scene. And I love this about my show here that I can just, we can just talk about anything for a second and derail it. Right. Sure. But uh, there's a scene where when the Riddler and Two-Face first meet each other, the okay. Riddler breaks into his Two-Face's lair. Okay. Okay. He does it, and this explanation is how he found him and where his lair was, is that he was already using the box. The, the, you know, the, the mind-stealing information thing that the Riddler had invented. Right. But in the immediate next scene is when the box comes out after that because he describes it to him. Yeah. So how did he have it and how did they know how to use it in the first place if he only had one? That's a fair question. And that so is a very fair question. From that point in the movie on, even the first time I saw it, out of out of many as a Batman fan, but like yeah. mostly I watch it going like, just screw this up. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking, well, this doesn't make any sense. Like no, there it was, does not. There was a much better explanation than that. You could have just been, I'm the Riddler. I'm really smart. It's my thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah I, you can easily excuse that I, away. I followed you from a friggin' robbery. Like, that's what yeah. you could have said. And then it's over. But then you have this whole thing of it, like, and then he shows them how to use it. So they didn't even know how to use it, even though they had one, even though they shouldn't have. None of it makes sense. You know, I'm going to, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I may watch that after we're done here. Just, just, just fast forward to that point yeah. and you'll right, see, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. How would they have it? That hasn't happened in the movie yet. <laughs> great point. It's a great point. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. And we got to get to pick them. But I do think 
that, uh, and it's funny you bring up Tommy Lee Jones, we're talking about Texas, also did a movie about Texas called Man of the House, which is... Don't know if I've seen that one. He was an FBI agent that was looking over the Texas cheerleaders who witnessed a murder and was pretending to be the cheerleading coach. I definitely have not seen that one, so maybe I'll have to check that one out too. Not a totally unfunny movie and kind of funny in in parts, but I mean, it wasn't The Fugitive for Tommy Lee Jones. Fair. You know, like (laughs) very few films are. Yeah. Yeah. He was far, like, I'm watching this going, you are far from Sam Gerard right now, buddy. (laughs) You are, (laughs) you are so far from that. But yeah, I don't see, like, given, like Garrett said, the schedule's on the way out. Now, Kansas State will have to play Kansas still. Um, Yeah, but I mean, but I do think that, like, at that point, like, if you tell Kansas State, like, the only. The only school between you and the Big 12 title game is the one you hate the most in the whole world. I, I, I worry about Kansas in that regard because Kansas State would have been rolling along. And if they can go win in Austin, something they haven't done, I think it – well, they've lost the last three, and I'm not sure where those were because this year's kind of a new year when it comes to where you're playing people because mm-hmm. of the one-off year. Um I mean, if they can get it done in Austin and put Texas not only out of the Big 12 title conversation, but out of the CFP, same with Oklahoma, like Oklahoma State, holy cow. I mean, I think that's your Big 12 title game right now. This one is so huge for Oklahoma State because if they win, they've got no one that's been any good standing in their way. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And Kansas State would ha- has a little bit of a tougher go, but bottom line is they can probably get it done. My, my question also is if Texas, if, Tex- if Texas finishes the season with one loss, now one loss is to Oklahoma, but Oklahoma goes in the tank, then are we at what, what's the conversation we're having with, with, about Texas in terms of whether they belong if it comes down to a situation to where it's either four undefeated teams or there's one lo- a one-loss Michigan, a one-loss Ohio State? What, what are we doing with that? That's yeah. my question. Yeah, I know. Well, look, Texas, Texas has to win out. Like Everybody with one loss right now has to win out and get help. Yeah, they yes. do. They have yeah. to hope for everybody else to have one loss so that the conversation um, – see – most likely, and this is what's funny to me, is that everybody is like, you have that question of what happens if there's six undefeated teams? You're like, it's not going to. Like, it's not. It's too hard to yeah. win. There's not, like, mathematically the odds of that. Like, what if I got the Powerball ticket and the Mega Millions ticket on the same day? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not not impossible, but a, a very large statistical, statistical improbability. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. So, right. but what is more likely is that there would be, like, one undefeated team and then a cavalcade of people with one loss. And similar strengths of schedule and all that. I think right. Texas would get the pass in that because situation. Well, but not just that, they but they went into Bama and got it. And that brand power is going to hold more than like a one or two loss Oregon or uh, Washington per se. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, and, and look, yeah. I think, I think if the PAC 12 winner has one loss or less and there are, and there are not four undefeated teams, which there will only be, there's only going to be a maximum of four if Washington, Florida State, Georgia all went out, and then whoever wins the big game between Michigan and Ohio State. So maximum you could have is four. If that's the case, then those are the four. Like there's it's, the committee doesn't even have to say anything other than, you know, let's debate who should play who and when. But yeah. I don't even think that's gonna happen. I mean that like right. just the probability of Four power five teams having all undefeated records and winding up in this thing. I I just, I can't see it. Like it just, it'll be one of those things that when you wake up the day after the conference title games and it's actually happened, you're like, oh, that's real, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's only going to be a maximum of four because one of the five that are like left or they're playing each other. And, you know, Oregon and Washington will end up playing each other again on a neutral field. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I just I just can never forget. What was it? 2014, the Baylor TCU situation that kept the Bears out of it. I, that's something that I will always, always remember. 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. 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 That, oh, geez. Anyway. All right. Well, we got to take a break right here. We have to do pick them. It's going to go a little faster because I already have two players picks on the board because we're, we've got a couple of people out of the studio. Jack's off working and then um, Levi is he, under he, the weather. He's, Jack's not even here to, you know, gloat over us about his 5 0 week. No. He's not. Oh, he's not. That's too bad. Yeah. So, all right. We've got to tear this studio apart for three and a half minutes. We'll be back. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle. We move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. See all the things they can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears. It's another time to speak with Samantha Duvall from TexasBeefHouse.com. Handles the marketing and someone that you will talk to a lot when you do call for the great product of the Texas-raised Wagyu beef. It's college football season, tailgating. It's a big deal. People love to put beef and pork and chicken, etc. on the grill. Let me know what you have. We've got everything. If you've got a morning game, you can get our breakfast sausage or our bacon. You can tailgate with some breakfast tacos if you've got an afternoon or evening game. We, of course, got our hamburger patties, their half-pound patties, four patties to a package, and we even have jalapeno and cheese patties. They're amazing. They'll blow your mind. Just that extra flavor, not too spicy. They have a high-heat cheese, so they don't melt on the grill, and our patties don't shrink up on the grill either. Anytime you order, use our code SICKEM10 to get 10% off your order of $100 or more. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas-raised Wagyu from our pasture to your plate. That's Samantha the Duval, TexasBeefHouse.com. There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marco's Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marco's.com to order and stop by Marco's Pizza in Bellmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marco's. Pizza lovers get it. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. All right, we are back. Triple Option, Paul Catalina, Pierre Newsham, Fox 9, and Garrett Ross. Let me see if I can get a little bit closer here on the mic uh, so I don't sound like I'm yelling into the void. But our pick'em standings are this. Pierre leads at 32-13. and 13. Jack, after a 5-0 week, is closing in on you, Pierre. He is 29-16. and 16. I am 21-24. and 24. I have a one-game lead over both Garrett and Levi, who are bringing up the caboose of the pick'em train at 20-25. and 25. Uh, So I will, I'm going to alert you to something as we start out. Pierre, before I announce the punishment, which Garrett came up with this week, which is hilarious. Uh, Jack has said he is going to wait for you to pick this game, and I'm going to pick the opposite. That is the strategy this week. Um, I think it's too early for him to do that. But okay. you know, that's, I already see one game. I already see one game on the board that he has picked. I'm already going the other way. Okay, so there you go. We will start out. Oh, by the way, the punishment this week is the loser must go Christmas caroling. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. You, you know, you know, I, I Paul, I gotta tell you, I, I've recently started seeing somebody who is, let's just say, obsessed with Christmas. So if I finish in last this week, I don't think that's gonna be very difficult for me to, you know, to 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 do if if I do happen to fall okay. in last. Pierre, we have to uh, introduce your significant other to my wife. Um, I'm going to Garrett. I'm going to send you some some pictures. Okay. Or just one. Here's one picture of um, my house. I'll email it to you right now, and you can put this up at any time when you get this loaded. Just let me know. My wife's birthday was yesterday. Mm-hmm. She is a Christmas fanatic. Okay. I mean, absolute. I'll be sitting next to her on the couch, and she'll be on her phone, and this will be in May. And yes. I'll hear, like, have a holy jolly Christmas. And she's on TikTok looking at Christmas villages in Scandinavia. Like, she's obsessed. Like, will you take me here one day? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll, fine. We'll, sure. we'll do it. Yeah. It is Cinco de Mayo. I don't know why yeah. you are <laughs> watching Christmas videos, but yes, we have it. So oh, man. her parents came from Nashville yeah. for her birthday. Okay. Every year that they've come to visit since she's moved in and lived with me, they have um, put up the Christmas decorations. Now, my only rule is, is that we do not put up Christmas decorations before Halloween, but her okay. birthday yeah. is November 1st. Which, as everyone knows, is the day right after Halloween. So, Mm -hmm. for her birthday, her parents uh, came in. It's not going to work because it's one of those HEOCs and not a JPEG. Oh, my gosh. Um, Hold on. Which which camera? Can I get close enough to a camera? (laughs) Get this one right here? Oh, this one? Sorry. I don't know if you zoom it. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's ridiculous. It's my whole den right now is is Christmas. There's a six foot nutcracker. Oh God. Who uh, who I named Corporal Kensington J Chesterfield the fifth because I felt like he needed a name. He's just staring at me as I get beers out of the fridge. <laughs> That's not weird. It's, it's honestly he's standing next to the fridge, like it's off to the side. But like to me, that's what he looks like. He's doing. He's guarding. <laughs> he's guarding. I can't, I can't wait till you have a guest stay with you at the house in the middle of the night. Go get a glass of milk in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden there he is, like oh. in the fridge, and you hear this ah, and a drop of a glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I. Well, that also might be me. <laughs> Where, yeah, fair. I, fair I, I forget that. All right, let's start the picks. Uh, we'll start, uh, Garrett. We'll start with you and move back this way. Right. Kansas State and Texas, both Jack and Levi have gone Wildcats. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go, Ema as well, man. I just, I think that they're clicking right now. I think having Will Howard back and healthy, having multiple options at the quarterback position, as well as that running game starting to click, it's going to be in favor of Kansas State. I just think that they've played. They're finally clicking on all cylinders. They're playing their brand of football, and I think this is really going to be one in the trenches. The interesting thing is, can their offensive line, which is really good, hold up against that Texas defensive front? Yeah. All right, Pierre, who you got? I definitely see a close game, but I'm going with the horns. Hook them. All right. I have no real reason. Like, I think these teams are very evenly matched. I think this one's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a game that's that's won in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I just think that one of the originals or one of the left behinds right, right. is going to get Texas. Somebody is going to have their dander up enough and be good enough to get Texas. Like that's gonna end and at their place. So I am going Ema as well. Every man is a wildcat. And that wow. includes me today. So I I'm stunned by that. Yeah, I I really like this is a, a toss-up game. All, almost all these games are toss-ups, really, and, and one except for maybe Georgia and, and, and Mizzou. But um, that one could be the upset special of the week. I I just I just don't I just don't see it happening where Texas is going to get out unscathed and not lose a, lose one to the to the the people they left behind. Yeah, I agree with that. Like maybe that's like cosmic justice. Cuz Oklahoma already has. 
Kansas did that last week. But I, I think I think I'm 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 taking I'm taking text I'm taking Kansas State in this one just for that reason. All right, we'll start with me on the final bedlam, the last bedlam. By the bye-bye bedlam. There we go. <laughs> or the bedlam bye-bye. I don't know. The bedlam bye-bye sounds like a musical. Put it to bedlam. Yeah, put it to bedlam. There we go. Yeah, bedlam yeah. bedlam bye-bye sounds like a musical that's gonna like you know, like <laughs> run for two weeks and go. <laughs> Coming up right after the next performance of Oklahoma, yeah. it's Bye Bye Bedlam. <laughs> bye Bye Bedlam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Oklahoma State's playing really, really well right now. If they win this game, they're probably on a fast track to the Big 12 title game. The game is in Stillwater. However, of all the teams in the Big 12, there is one team who does not give an S less that they could be in Stillwater, Oklahoma. They are the big brother. They know they're the big brother. They don't ever get phased no matter who is playing and how good Oklahoma is. They do not get phased by the paddles. They don't get phased by being in Stillwater. So I'm going boomer sooner for this one just because the history in this series is overwhelmingly Oklahoma. It's not even, like Oklahoma State is sad the rivalry's going away, but it's actually really good news for them because usually they get their ass kicked by Oklahoma. <laughs> so that's a win or that's a loss that's going away for them. Mm -hmm. Now it could be replaced by somebody else. Maybe they'll never be able to beat Utah. I don't know. Probably but, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but Oklahoma has owned this series, and I think that that would that's probably what's going to happen. Oklahoma getting a scare and then losing over the last couple weeks to me is bad news for Oklahoma State here in Bedlam. Pierre, who you got? Boy, you really sold me on it. And in fact, uh, man, I, I might be changing my pick here in a second. But I will say it was on this very show last week when we discussed Oklahoma. And I said, there's something about this team that's just not that's just missing something with me. And they went out and lost. I was like, there it is. There, There's what I was expecting with this team because I still don't fully buy it with this team. And even though Paul really just sold me on a Cadillac just now, I'm still going to buy the Pinto. Give me the Cowboys. Oh, he's going Pistol Pete in the pokes. Garrett. Oh, man, this game. Uh, I hope Oklahoma State wins. I really do. Uh, but I think that Oklahoma finds a way to take Ollie Gordon out of this game, like just, you know, eliminate him. And I think Alan Bowman ultimately, like, throws a costly pick and costs them the game. Give me Oklahoma. Yeah, not to mention, look, if Dylan Gabriel and Alan Bowman are both lined up to do anything for me, give me the Heimlich maneuver, uh, save me from a burning car, any of that, I'm taking Dylan Gabriel every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Alan Bowman will break his leg giving me the Heimlich, and then we're both got a problem. I'm choking to death, and he can't stand up. Uh, I say that, and I'm fully ready. Like, if I say that and Alan Bowman wins this game, he can come on the show and talk all the mess he wants to me. I've earned it, but that's how I feel. All right, Garrett, back to you. Ugga and Mizzou. Mizzou continues to climb up the charts, uh, but Georgia's been playing really, really well lately. They took a Florida team, admittedly that's average, mm -hmm. or as the kiddos say today, mid. Yeah, mid. <laughs> they are mid. Uh, and so, but they took that team that is mid and put them into the mid of hell. Mm -hmm. Like they just pummeled them. So uh, I maybe they've got their groove back a little bit. So, yeah, I just I think Mizzou's been a cute story, uh, you know, and it's great for that program and all. But George is different. Give yeah. me the dogs. Yeah. I love of the two animals that are here. The bulldogs are not the cute one. The tiger is. Arr. <laughs> like this is this is this is a Mizzou like this is a Mizzou tiger to Garrett's like arr. <laughs> or like gonna roll around and hug you like in those videos. Like, oh look at this tiger. I raised him from birth. We're friends. Right. Joe Exotic stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Pierre, who you got? Go with the dogs. Yeah. So mm. So I, I don't have time to tell the joke. One day, if we pick Georgia again, I'm telling the, the old Georgia joke. Uh, I'm going to go with Georgia here. As much as it would help me to pick Mizzou and them have them actually win this game, uh, I, it's, it's between the hedges, man. Like, it's, Mizzou almost got them last year, and Mizzou is better this year. But 
It's between the hedges. Like, it's just, yeah. that's not going to happen. So, all right. Uh, starting with me, and I, I intentionally did this for you, Gary. Thank you. So that you could build up Thank some you. steam uh, seeing three people pick before you. Mm -hmm. LSU and Alabama. LSU won a classic last year. Uh, it, that is the game that made people think, I think, this year yes. that they were going to be a CFP contender. To this point, they are not. No. Now, things could happen and they could wind up there, but that's several things. Like, there's... I don't see it happening. It's uh, one of those Rube Goldbergs that would have to be perfect for them, you know, where it just... The dominoes all fall exactly as you stacked them. But... Um, I just think this Alabama team's been playing fast and loose, and they've been fortunate enough to play teams that are overly talented than they are. LSU is. LSU yes. on offense has way more talent than Alabama does. They have a better quarterback. They have better receivers. Um, running backs are probably about the same. Offensive line's probably about the same. But the playmakers are better on LSU. This is what Alabama has not. Well, they, I would say A&M also had better playmakers than Alabama. Tennessee had better playmakers than Alabama. Yeah. But eventually, it's going to catch up to them. It's catching up to them here. Nick Saban loses for a second year in a row Oof. to Brian Kelly. Go Tigers. Pierre. Hardest game to pick, in my opinion. Um, to just a total gut call here for me. Just, and that's it. LSU. There you go. And that means Jack will be picking Alabama because he wanted to pick opposite of you. And that's good because so far you guys had been, uh, well, no, you have Texas different. So you've got a couple different. Jack, uh, you could put some distance or he could, he could take a chunk out of you this week. All right, Garrett, uh, your boys who you love I know. unconditionally. I know. Oh, my God. There's, there's your two children and your wife and Louisiana State University. Uh, all right. Oh, my God. LSU better not let me down. Give me the Tigers. Jaden Daniels goes off and solidifies himself, getting that signature win to be the Heisman Trophy champion. Okay. That would be a Heisman Trophy moment for Jaden Daniels, who I left off my top five I yesterday. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I left Jordan him off. Travis had the head-to-head. -head. Hey, I'll, I'll do let it. let it slide. Yeah. There we go. Jordan Travis, That you know exactly why. I'll let it slide. Jordan Travis had the head-to-head. -head. All right. Well, Garrett, that means that you've got to pick the last Iowa game State. first. You're taking Iowa, Iowa State in Ames, man. Iowa State in Ames. I think Kansas this just has a letdown, man. Like, and look, there. I think ultimately they are hands down the better team. I think they're the better coach team. But just coming off that that win last week, all the energy. I think going into Ames, they're starting to click and find themselves. It's difficult. Give me the Cyclones. All right, Pierre. Jack has I'm the not. Jayhawks. I'm going to do a little bit of a gutless call here. This is just a little bit of insurance for me, for Jack. I'm going to take Kansas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> then listen, Pierre, you've got the room to move. Yeah. You've got yeah. you've got room. I do. Yeah. Yeah. This is you know, like it's a hundred and sixty-two game season in baseball, right? This is you, you know, knowing that Facing you can myself. Yeah, you can rest a starter, you can pull up a guy from AAA, right? See what he's got. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm gonna go with Kansas here. Um I, I think that they're just the better team. Going to be a tough one, uh, lower scoring than, than probably they'd want it to be. Uh, but I like I was impressed. Like I came away impressed and not impressed with Iowa State watching them against Baylor. In that they're a very fundamentally sound team, but there's nothing spectacular no, about them. Not at all. And Kansas actually does have some spectacular things about them. And I think that's the difference in the game. Give me Kansas and give me a five and a week because. Papa needs it. Papa <laughs> needs it. Although Papa's not afraid to go Christmas caroling if need be. You're probably already going to do it anyway. <laughs> Amanda would never go caroling ever. Like, she just doesn't want that kind of attention. But What if you just brought it up to her, though? What is it? Hey, honey. What do you what do you think about going caroling this year? Yeah, but I have to bring like one of these guys to film it, and yes, you know, right. but maybe that's what it would do. I just go to like Smokey's house and like go to Craig's <laughs> apartment, yes. and I'm gonna be like chestnuts <laughs> roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. I would love that, to see this. Now. That song is really copyrighted, would. and I can't sing any more of it. Oh, yeah, but we can't go. monetize this video. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> anyway, um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go get voice lessons before we go. That way, oh, they're like, nice. I would love to be like, oh, hey, Paul can go. <laughs> I, I would get, a, I would get a snowball thrown directly in my face if people heard me sing outside their door. I guarantee it. Yeah, no, I, I like. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not like I wasn't afraid of the karaoke punishment. Again, you get a couple of you get a couple of toddies in me. Mm -hmm. Game over. Yeah, you get a couple of toddies in me and be like Paul Hall and Oates, and I'd be like, all right, ooh, here she comes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was told recently too that I I'm a terrible singer. My res exact response was, you shut your mouth. Yeah. Like, hey, who like, cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Listen, it's yeah. about the feeling, the vibe that you get. <laughs> Isn't that what music's all about? Yeah. You know what? I like this would be this is uh, my my wife can tell you how many times that like I'll come home after we've been out at like a party or something or I'll be watching a game and like say Florida State wins and I've had a couple whiskeys and then after the game I'm like Alexa <laughs> Play Pearl Jam. <laughs> and then I'm like, can't find a better man. Just <laughs> walking around the house. <laughs> a classic. A you know classic. what? When the music finds you, yes. let it. At the right time. Yeah. Right place, right time. When the music finds you, let it. So That's right. Make That's it. Right. Yeah. Just do it. All right, Pierre. Have a great weekend, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. We will discuss Thanks, our face painting strategies. I don't know. Like, he's a Dolphins fan. Maybe we make him, like, Buffalo Bills or Patriots. If you, if you, I swear, if you may make me put a green... A gangrene type shade. Oh. I, we might be finished. We might be finished here. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going down then. That's what it is. Uh, thanks, for the, thanks for the insight. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there I, there I go just telling on myself. Yeah. Who, who did the Dolphins play in the fictional Ace Ventura Sugar Bowl, the, uh, the Super Bowl? The, uh, uh, the, the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles. The yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the closest yep. you've come in your lifetime. And I'm worried it's the closest I'll ever be. So, <laughs> the closest. I, I worry. Yeah, and for here's the deal about the Dolphins. Like they have like a great fan base. Like of all the teams in Miami that have very fair weather fans, the Dolphins have the most loyal by Correct. far. And they just have gone from owner to owner of like, eh, we'll do a little. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll bring in Fergie as a minority owner. That'll spice things up. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett was. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah, RIP. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Have a great weekend. Uh, on the main show today, Taylor McCarg joins us to run over everything. I uh, Max Olson. Max Olson. Max Olson, The Athletic. Pierre, do you have an athletic subscription? I do not, actually. Okay. And I should have one. Uh, Max Olson, The Athletic, wrote a great column. He and Bruce Feldman surveyed 94 or co 50 coaches, and 94% of them think something should be done about Michigan. Uh, it's really interesting the way that they, they went into it. So we'll have Max talking about that at 4 o'clock today. David that, Murphy and Mickey Spagnuolo. Oh, yeah, well. David Murphy, uh, former Texas Ranger, uh, talks about what it's like to, and he works for the organization now, to finally be a World Series champion. That's going to do it for us. Have a great weekend, everybody. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection 